Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Today, we're going to be talking about the purpose and the benefits of the Holy Spirit. One of the things I want us to not to just hear the word, but I want us to see how we can actually use the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. Because it's imperative, and I believe it's very essential that we allow the Holy Spirit to guide the way we think, the way we talk, and the way that we act. When we're talking about, and of course we celebrate that because the Holy Spirit was giving on what we call Pentecost. And today we're celebrating Pentecost Sunday. Now, when we look at the word purpose, it is defined by the reason by which something is done or created or exists. It is the motivation, the motive, and intent for which something exists. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Psalms 139 and verse 14. The book of Psalms 139 and verse 14. Remember, we're talking about the purpose by which something exists. And of course, if anybody knows the purpose of something, it is the manufacturer. It's the one who created what was made. And if nobody, and if anybody knows the purpose of mankind, you and me and everyone else, it is our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For he says in Psalms 139 and verse 14, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your words and that my soul knows very well. He says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When I made, I was set apart. I was made distinctly. And it says, marvelous are your works, wonderful and extraordinary are the works that you do in my life. And my soul knows very well. He created us with distinction and honor. So we, why? So we can fulfill his will. God never didn't put you on the earth just to do what you wanted to do. I know some people have that saying, Nike, just do it. But that's not a reality. The reality is we're going to either obey Jesus or not obey Jesus. And we're made for his purpose. Let's go also to the book of First Peter, chapter 2, and verse 9. The book of First Peter, chapter 2, and verse 9. This particular scripture tells us that God had intent for creating us on the earth. He had an aim. He had a purpose for creating us. He did, he, a, a clearly formulated plan when he created you. So he knows when you were going to be on the earth, he knew your, he knew your timing. He knew your purpose. Why he puts you here. First Peter chapter two and verse nine reads as follows. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. But he tells us we're chosen. We're, we're picked out. We're selected. And notice this, you were put in this particular generation. You were picked out and then you were selected and then you were put in this 
generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special or purchased possession. The people that proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness, darkness, not knowing your purpose, not operating in the will of God, not doing the things of God. He called you out of that and he brought you into his marvelous, his wonderful, it goes beyond human understanding, light, illumination, seeing things better than you ever seen before. And I appreciate that about Jesus because I had no idea about my purpose. And one of the things I had to realize, it takes time for our purpose to be revealed to us. I don't know of one person other than Jesus who came out the womb knowing their purpose. It takes time to get to know your purpose. And, and even after you get to know your purpose, you got to understand something. Uh, what we know and what... Uh, has been revealed to us, it could change over time depending on what God wants to do in your life. What God did in my 20s and my 30s, he did differently in my 40s and my 50s. Why? But it's because of purpose. And you got to understand that your purpose may change, not for the worse, but for the better. That's why it takes a greater, a wiser, an all-knowing God to reveal his divine purpose for our lives and give us the power to operate and live in that purpose. Thank God that he give us power to live in the purpose of God. That brings us back to the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Imperative that we understand we need the Holy Spirit. So notice this, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. The day of Pentecost. Pentecost could be defined as the 50th day, seven weeks after the Passover. It is the grateful recognition of the completed harvest. And so when you think about Pentecost, Pentecost was a celebration that they started back in the Old Testament, back in actually Exodus uh, chapter 21, starting at verse 16. But the purpose of Pentecost was they celebrated the harvest. They had gathered the harvest. God had blessed them over the summer. They grew crops whether it's fruits, vegetables, or other things, and they had gathered those crops in, and so now they're gathered together to tell God thank you for allowing them to have a crop. Kind of reminded me of the day that when I was growing up. My uh, grandmother, my great-grandmother them, uh, grew plants, I don't got plants, but vegetables and different fruits, and what they would do, and I'm going to lose some of you right here, so just stay, stay with me, they would can their foods. They would get mason jars and can the food. Then they, when they went through the process of canning it, they would put it up in a pantry or a storage place. And so somewhere in the middle of December or January when it was cold outside, they could go into their pantry and pull out some fresh peaches. Some fresh beans, some lime, uh, green beans, and pinto beans, lima beans, whatever it was. Beans, I know the beans, I like that. And so they could pull it out, and it was just like they had gotten it uh, the day that it was harvest. 
And this would actually carry them over into the next harvest because they would plan their meals out accordingly. And so this is what you kind of reminds you of on Pentecost. They had gathered together the harvest and they were celebrating and thanking God that they had food to survive, to help them to survive throughout the winter and the spring and the fall months because Stuff wasn't growing but once a year, and once it grew, you had to gather it or not. You will be hungry in the time you had to come. And so they celebrated this year after year after year. But something about this year was different. What was different, you asked me, Pastor Dawes? I'm glad you asked me. It was different because Jesus had died about seven weeks ago. Now he has instructed them because he had resur- he's resurrected. He's alive again. And now he's resurrected. And he says, listen, I want you to go and gather at a place that I'm going to show you. So he showed them what we would consider the upper room. And they gathered together to there. And now they gather together. And they call this the day of Pentecost. Because it actually was in the same time that they celebrated the harvest. Time they celebrated the gathering of the harvest and they were grateful for it. But now they were, they were together, but this was a different type than what they had experienced in the past because Jesus had died, but he has resurrected. He's alive. He's told them, I want you to go here because I got a promise that I made for you. I got a promise I'm going to give you. I've got something I'm going to give you that's going to change your life for the better. And so he says that now, and this is why it means when it had fully come, it was fulfilled. They were all in one accord in one place. And so now they had the celebration is to give honor and, and uh, for the harvest, but now it had fully come. Now, this goes back to what we talked about a little bit last week in John 7 and 39. Let's go there real quickly. John 7 and verse 39. This was after the fulfillment of the promise that Jesus had made according to John 7 and 39. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him will receive For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now he's glorified. He's honored. He is celebrated. He is magnified. So now they're waiting for the promise that he made. Because when he got up from that grave, hey, I don't know no other way he could be glorified anymore. Because that Jesus has just defeated death, hell, and the grave. And now he's sitting there. They're waiting. They're waiting for the promise that he had made to them up in the upper room. Not only were the disciples there, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, many of the people that believed was in that upper room waiting for God to do what he said he was going to do. And you must understand this. This is why it's important to operate in God's timing, because his timing is perfect. God sets the time, it's up to us to set the atmosphere individually as well as corporately. 
So they were all with one accord, one mind, one passion, waiting for God to show up and to manifest what he had promised them. And in one place, they were in the same place they were together. And so you have to make, it takes a personal choice to have one mind and one passion, especially when it comes to the mind of Christ. Go with me to the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. The book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. You have to have a way, my grandma would say, is a well-made-up mind to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he says, let this mind, let this thinking, this understanding, this wisdom be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. It's important that we have the mind of Christ on a personal basis as a church body, especially here in at OCC. We need to operate in oneness. Our church needs to be on one accord and in one place, looking and expecting the supernatural manifestation of miracles and healings and deliverance and prosperity to take place when we operate on one accord in one place. Let's go back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. So you notice this, and suddenly there came a sound. A sound is a noise, a, a roar, and it came from heaven. Now, of course, there's three types of heaven we could talk about. It's the heaven that you can look up, that you can see. There's the heaven that goes above that. It's where the, where we, uh, what's going what Bible, the Bible tells us basically where the devil abides at. And then there's the heaven where God dwells at. And this sound came from that heaven, the place where God dwells at. And it, and it came and it filled the house where they were sitting. See, the only way they knew the, and this is what we uh, later would know as the Holy Spirit. And the only way that they knew that the Holy Spirit was in the room was because of the sound. Was because of the sound. See, the when the Holy Spirit came, if it didn't make a sound, you wouldn't even know it was in there. But you know what I thank God for? Is that when the Holy Spirit is in this sanctuary, he doesn't have to make a sound. He doesn't have to make a sound to let me know he's changing lives. He don't have to make a sound to let me know he's delivering somebody. He don't have to make a sound to let me know he's causing somebody's life to change for the better. He don't have to let me know that he's here because I know he's here. I believe he's here. Why gather here together as the Spirit of God directs us if the Holy Spirit don't show up and start ministering to his people? Yeah, I love the way you sing. Yeah, I love the fact what you do, what you do. But you know what? I thank God that the Holy Spirit is in this sanctuary right now. Oh, yes, I, too, too many of y'all ain't getting excited yet. Lord, let me say this to you again. You, you may not hear the sound of the Holy Spirit dropping into this sanctuary, but he dropped in here during prayer. He dropped in here during praise and worship. He dropped in here while the dancers were dancing. He dropped in here during the prayer. The Holy Spirit dropped in here. You may not have heard the sound, but he's here. Blessed are those who don't even see, but yet believe. He's here right now. I'm not, he's here right now. I'm not waiting for him to show up. I'm not asking him for him to come. He's here right now. 
and he's dwelling in the midst of his people. And see, when you, listen, when you expect God to show up, just like they talked about earlier, when you're in expectation, when you give, you know the Holy Spirit is moving in this sanctuary. Listen, when you pray, you know the Holy Spirit is in this sanctuary. You know, you start clapping your hands, you know the Holy Spirit is in this sanctuary. I'm not waiting for the sound. The sound was there for so people could know and get their initial evidence of the Holy Spirit being there. But because we are believers who walk by faith and not by sight, we believe the Spirit of God is in this sanctuary. Whew, you want to help me out a little bit? Listen, raise your hand just a little bit and say, I thank God the Spirit of God is in this sanctuary. I thank God he's in this sanctuary. You know, since he's in the sanctuary, somebody is being delivered even as I talk. Somebody is, listen, somebody is being healed even as I talk to you right now. Somebody's thinking it's changing. It's starting to be more like Jesus even as I talk to you. Why? Because he's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right now. When we were dancing and singing, he's here right now. Right now. I'm going to have to conjure him up. He's here right now. I ain't got to ask him to come down. He's moving right now. Even when I talk to him, he's moving in between the chairs. Oh, sitting on somebody's head right now. Ready to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost right now. And he filled the house. He filled the house. He filled it. When we operate on one accord in one place, we can expect the unexpected miracles to manifest and happen in our lives. We can experience those settling moments, those settling moments, but we got to be careful about distractions, distractions, because our mind, we, we could be in the sanctuary, but our minds could be texting our friends. We could be, listen, we could be talking to the person sitting next to us. We could be wondering what's happening at work or in our home. We could be saying in our minds, when the preacher going to get done? We can say in our mind, what I'm going to eat after serve. I'm going to stop by this store or that store. They can be, you can be upset thinking about what happened at your auxiliary meeting. Listen, I, oh, Lord, I could have slept a few more minutes. Glory be to God. It's amazing. If you did have a chance to sleep, you probably wouldn't sleep. Hallelujah. Why didn't that person look at me and not speak to me? All kinds of things can go through your mind and take you away from God's written and revealed word. Sometimes you can wonder why folks are not getting saved and delivered. The question could be, is our mindset on one accord and in one place expecting the unexpected or are we being distracted by things that really don't matter? How many know when the Holy Spirit comes in our lives and fills us with his power, he will complete us. He will perfect us and mature us and cause us to be Fulfill our purpose that he has made, he has called for us to be. Let's go on to Acts chapter 2 and verse 3. It goes on to say this, Then there appeared, appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. So notice this, there appeared to them. So the Holy Spirit fell down into the room, came down into the room, he started, listen, he appeared, he made a sound when he came in. And so when he came, he appeared, but one thing he didn't do until he chose to, he appeared as like fire. 
the thing I need to you understand, he chose to appear so people could know, in my opinion, what was going on at that particular time. Because if you didn't see the Holy Spirit moving, you wouldn't know what was happening. You wouldn't know. How would you know? Because, see, he's a spirit. They that, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You can't see a spirit. You can't see a spirit. But the Holy Spirit decided to appear. He came down the room. You heard him in the room, but couldn't see him. Like for now, I can make a noise, and you don't know where the noise is coming from because the mic may throw it off. But the thing you got to understand, he, he showed up in the room, then he appeared. He appeared. And what did he look like? The Bible says this. He appeared to them, divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. So everybody in that sanctuary, he sat upon each and every one of them. So notice this. He swooped into the room. They heard him, but they couldn't see him. But now he decided to appear. And when he appeared, they could, listen, they couldn't see what was on their head, but they could see what was on their neighbor's head. Everybody see that? They could see what was happening there. And so the Bible says this, is that he said upon them, each one of them. See, it appeared to them, to me, as the body tongue is set upon them as the Spirit of God wanted them to see. Now, this was the initial infilling. The Holy Spirit allowed himself to be seen, so I believe the author could describe what the believer in the upper room was experiencing. Now, the Holy Spirit allowed them to see him, but we've got to trust the Lord that when we come into the house, he is already here. I got to believe that when I talk to the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God is here, I got to believe that he's here even though I don't see him. Many times you're not going to see the Holy Spirit with your natural eyes because he doesn't appear with his natural eyes. But you can be in a position that God will, listen, you can experience the Holy Spirit in your everyday life. Now, let me say this to you. Not only in your everyday life, you can experience him right now. Right now. Pastor, wait, do, do, will, will the Holy Spirit come and appear as like he did then? He may not. He may. But you may not see him. But by faith, we're going to receive that he's in this sanctuary right now. Oh, you got to believe that. See, not just on Sunday, excuse me, not just this Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday, but you got to believe he was here last Sunday. You got to believe he was here Sunday before that. You got to believe that he was here next, he's going to be here next Sunday. Every time you come into the sanctuary, you got to believe that the Holy Spirit is ministering to, ooh, I hear you, Lord. Not just this message, but he's ministering to something about you personally. He's talking to you about some personal things right about now. I may be talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit said, hey, you know what? I can go to your home right now and minister in your home. I can minister at your workplace. I can minister at different areas of your life if you allow me to. I can minister there. And see, the Holy Spirit allowed them to see him. That's why I believe he's here. He may not show up like he did then, but I believe he's in this sanctuary right now. That's why it's important to know the significance of celebrating Pentecost Sunday. See, we're, we're, this, 
We're wearing white, not out of traditional purposes, but white is a symbol of our oneness and being on one accord and in one place. We're going to have communion in a few minutes, and we're planning on baptism. It's not for a traditional purpose. It is there that lives can be changed for the better. See, communion is symbolic of remembering the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed and the body that was broken. Let me say this, see, what I love about that is none of us were there when Jesus died back at the cross at Calvary and he would shed his blood and he rose again with all power in his hand. But we believe that it happened. If you believe that happened, you can believe that God gave the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and his spirit is in this sanctuary right now. I'm talking about not just here. He can change. I was about to lie on God. I said he could change life. God is changing lives right now. He is changing lives right now. Some of you don't even realize it, but when you get to your job, when you get to your back to your home, you're like, oh, I've been changed. I've been changed. I'm not thinking and talking and acting like I used to. That's why it's dangerous to be in a church where the Holy Spirit is ministering. Because you can't stay the same and be in the presence of God. You've got to understand that God is changing our life right now. And this could be somebody in the sanctuary that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're trying to figure out, how can I get it? Let me say this to you. If you would submit yourself to God, you ain't got to wait for me to lay hands on you. God can fill you with his spirit right now. Because I know God be filling us week in and week out. Every week God be filling us. Every week, God give us a word that's changing our lives for the better. You, some people don't even know they've been changed. They don't know until they get into an environment and realize, I'm not the same person that I was. When they get home, they realize, I've been changed. I've been touched by the Spirit of God. I've been, listen, that's why I love the fact what they showed us here in the book of Acts, but I'm more excited about what God is doing right now. I know about right now, he's doing some stuff right now. He's changing lives right now. He's healing right now. He's delivering right now. He is protecting right now. He's showing up prospering right now too. Ooh, isn't it good to know God prospering you right now? Even while you're in the sanctuary? That's why we, if you miss what God is doing in the sanctuary, man, you might miss out on something great. You might miss on your life-changing word. You might miss out on deliverance, healing, protection, and prosperity. You might miss out on it. And tell somebody, I'm not missing out on mine. I'm not missing out on mine. I'm not missing out. I'm missed out on enough. I can't miss out on this. Woo! Glory be to God. So that's I'm moving. God's moving by his spirit right now. He's moving by his spirit right now. Oh, thank God. Woo. Just lift one hand and say, he's moving by his spirit right now. He's moving by his spirit right now. Woo. Lives are being changed. People being delivered. People being healed. Well, Pastor, they still look the same. Yeah, they might look the same, but they're not the same. They're a different person when they came in the sanctuary at 10 o'clock than, than they are right now. They've been changed. They've been changed by the power of God. Yeah, I know they still got on the same clothes, but they've been changed. Yeah, I know they still wearing the same makeup, but they've been changed. Yeah, I know they still got the same amount of money that they had before, or whatever the case may be, but they have 
being changed. And see, this is what you got to understand about change. And the Holy Spirit was talking to me about this. He says, you can't go by what you see to know whether or not somebody been changed. So too many times we try to, we try to make decisions based on what we see on the outside. Well, they still wearing the same skirt. They still wearing the same pants. They still doing this, that, and the other. But have they been, they been changed. This is what the Holy Spirit does for every believer in this sanctuary. That every time you hear this word and say, I'm going to receive it and make the necessary changes, your life going to be changed for the better. Oh, that's why when you get there, when you get back to work, people don't hardly recognize you no more. You're not the same person you was six months ago. You know what happened? You've been changed. Children can be changed by the Holy Ghost. Parents can be changed by the Holy Ghost. Listen, leaders can be changed by the Holy Ghost. Listen, fathers and mothers can be changed by the power of God. Co-workers, listen, the job may not change, but you change in the middle of what you're working at. Isn't it good to know that you change? You're not letting that environment change you? Because some, some people work in some toxic environments. Toxic environments. If you ain't careful, that stuff will get in you and pause in your mind. Have you acting crazy if it weren't for the Holy Ghost? I'm sorry, did I use the wrong word? Crazy, I'm sorry. Whatever it is, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Because people look at you. What happened to you today at work? You show sure acting kind of, mm. And what happened? You don't let that stuff get in you. It's, it start affecting your mindset. Start affecting your thinking. And the people look at you like, what's wrong? Oh, no, you know what happened. You have allowed what shouldn't have influenced you to influence you. But thanks God for the Holy Ghost that can take, he, he a poison remover. He can get the poison out of you. He can get the wrong thinking out of you. He can get that nasty attitude out of you. That's why sometimes you just have to step back. Let the Holy Spirit work on that situation. And a few hours later, come back. This is nice as they used to be when they, when you first, you know, when they first left the house this morning. Why? The power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. So now, understand this. I'm going to go on further. Holy Spirit is working right now. Well, I, I, I don't feel nothing. You ain't got to feel nothing. He's still working right now. He's still working right now. He's, I thought he's working on you. I'm, I'm sorry. I know you like this part. He's working on your neighbor right now. Yeah, he's he working on your neighbor right now. But let me tell you something. You are your neighbor. That means he's working on you. Yeah, baby, that's right, baby. He's working on all of us in this sanctuary. All of us, from the youngest to the oldest. He's working on us right now. Somebody say, he's working on me right now. He's working on me right now. Mm-mm-mm. That's why I thank God for his Holy Ghost fire that comes in and changes a life for the better. Oh, you know how it is. The Holy Ghost fire can, can take a person that used to be a whoremonger and deceiver. That fire working out of them, now they holy and sanctified. That, whole, that Holy Ghost fire can come into life and take somebody who used to act a certain way and change their life for the better. Mean and hateful, now they're loving and compassionate. All right, so now, think about this. They appear the cause came. It's here. It's fully come. People in one accord in one place. A roaring sound from heaven has entered the room and appeared to them as divided tones of fire and set upon each of them. Now, notice what? Happened here on the day of Pentecost. 
that has changed. This is the game changer right here. This is the game changer right here. This is where our life has changed for the better. No longer is the Holy Spirit just hovering over our heads. No longer do we read about the move of the Spirit happening at certain times when it came upon Samson and he killed all of those people at one time. No longer are we hearing about certain things that happened out there, but now the Holy Spirit, if we want him, notice very important, very important statement here. We've got to want the Holy Spirit because he ain't going to force himself on you. And let me say this thing. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people get caught up in what interesting folks say. That they don't even look at scripture about what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing in their lives. You can't get caught up in somebody's tradition that don't line up with the word of God thinking that the Holy Spirit will have you acting strange or doing something that is unseemly. No, you're going to be acting the way the Holy Spirit wants you to act, but you got to submit to him. Got to submit to him. Well, the Holy Spirit going to have a acting strange. I won't be in the middle of a shopping place. They're going to fall out in the middle of the stove. They're going to fall out. They're going to fall out in the middle of the stove. That'd be embarrassing to me because I ain't got nobody to catch me. And I'm going to look strange at work falling out. All that kind of stuff, man, that stuff is false doctrine. You got to understand that the Holy Spirit is for to make our life better. 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 Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm, I'm going to read Acts chapter two, chapter 2, verse 4. But let me say this to you real quickly before I read that. There, I, I don't have to look in the Bible to find people that's been influenced by the Holy Spirit. I can look in this sanctuary right here. So you might say, well, it, it worked for Peter, it worked for the apostles, it worked for John, it worked for these, it worked for Mary, it worked for Mary Magdalene, but will it work for me? And let me introduce you to your neighbor. Your neighbor, before they got filled with the Holy Spirit, we didn't know if it was going to work for them neither. But we see that the evidence is real. That the Holy Spirit works on the inside of believers. You know why, Pastor? Because it worked on your neighbor. Your neighbor used to be something else. You don't believe it? Ask them. But the Holy Spirit changed them for the better. Woo! You don't know how that person beside you used to be. I'm talking about if you could, if they could pull the videos from some of the places they used to go. Some of the stuff they used to wear. Some of the stuff they used to say. You talking about getting cussed out. You ain't never got cussed out. You got cussed out by. But now, this person has been changed for the better. And, and it, it's not just a temporary change. You know, some people say, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good. And then all of a sudden, it didn't last that long. Like some of us, I'm going to work out this year, y'all. I'm going to work out for the month of May. Woo, I'm going to work out. I'm going to kick it. This month of May going to be my, my year, my month. Woo, I'm going to work out. Work out. May 1st, you work out. May 2nd, you work out. Here it is, May 31st, and you ain't been back to the gym since. 
That's my testimony. I'm praying I'll do better. I have it's not that temporary thing. See, the Holy Spirit will work with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even while you're sleeping, he'll work with you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So when notice this in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I like this. It was fulfilled. And they began to speak other and talk with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Notice it's the Holy Spirit that gave them the utterance. It wasn't them, it was the Holy Spirit that gave them the utterance. That's what we got to know and understand. It's the Spirit that gives the utterance. We must receive it and speak and talk as the Holy Spirit guides us. That's why this is a good day, y'all. This is a good day to receive the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, this is a good day to receive it. Don't leave the sanctuary talking about, I need the Holy Spirit. No, it's here right now. I'm not trying, I ain't got to conjure nothing up. I'd be a sad pastor if I got to conjure up the Holy Spirit. And I got more, I got more power than what I think I have then. Holy Spirit comes when he wants to. I thank God he does, because that means man don't control the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit controls himself. And so if he's, I believe he's in this sanctuary now, he can feel anybody that wants to be filled. He's not working, he's not waiting on me. It's how you want the Holy Spirit. It's how you want your life to be changed. It's how you want to be more in line with the word of God and the will of God for your life. Your life to be better. You want your life to be better. Therefore, we're going to Go over what I believe of benefits of having the Holy Spirit. Now, a benefit is an advantage or profit gained from something. I won't list five. There are more than five, but we don't go for time's sake and for teaching sake. We'll go over five. The first one is John fourteen twenty six. John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I say to you. So the first benefit, he's going to teach us, impart to us, instruct and steal doctrine to us to explain or expound on anything we need to know. Because the Holy Spirit knows everything. Everything. That's why it's very important because that helps us to navigate through the process of life. There's not one subject matter the all-knowing God does not know. Everything about that subject. It could be math. It could be English. It could be your business, your finances, your relationships, your problems, even to help you fulfill your purpose. The Holy Spirit knows everything. Not one subject matter the Holy Spirit don't know. Not one. I wish I had known that when I was in school. I probably could have been a, made a whole lot better grades because I barely got through. And I ain't going to lie to you because I was lying on my own understanding. And <clears throat> can you imagine if I had the Holy Spirit lead me? Okay, study this right here. Study this right here. Study this right here. And then it helped me to remember it too. Ooh-wee. Boy, I've been on, I've been walking. That's probably, I'm a cat. 
They ain't, boy. They ain't list. They ain't list. A's and B's and instead of them C's and whatever else I got up in there. Knows everything. That's an advantage that you have as a believer. As a believer. Knows everything. And then I got some problems. Holy Spirit knows how to work through the problems. Every problem I have, the Holy Spirit got the answer to. Every problem. I'm talking about every problem. Even before I got the problem, he already had the answer. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit because I got problems. Problems, 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 problems. But he knows everything. Now, being here, bring it back to my remembrance. He's going to guide us through all the mazes and the things we get ourselves into. Glory be to God. Number two, to cause the weary to rest. To cause the weary to rest. Isaiah 28, verses 11 and 12. But with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people, to whom he said, this is the rest. This is the ease, the quietness, the resting place. I like this definition, how we need to settle down and remain. Settle down and remain. The which you cause the weary, those that are faint, those that are thirsty, to rest. To settle down. This is the refreshing, the rest, the tranquility, a place to be calm, yet they would not hear. Not only would the Holy Spirit help our body to rest, but the Holy Spirit will cause our minds to calm down. Calm down. See, it's hard for your body to rest if your mind's not at rest. Mm, that's a good one right there, Lord. How many have been in a situation? No, I know you have. I ain't got to ask this question. I know the answer to this one. You could be sitting up in the middle of the night, your mind be racing. And I've been sitting there talking about, why, why am I sitting up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning doing, look, thinking about this crazy stuff? My mind be racing, boy. Racing. I said, calm down, mind. I need to sleep. Because, look, it's two hours till the clock go off. And then I'm going to be mad because I can't sleep. You ain't never had any kind of conversation. Pray for us, y'all. Pray for us. That's why I need the Holy Spirit to settle my mind down. I need to settle down so I can rest. Now I can be refreshed once the Holy Spirit settles my mind down. Whoo, you ain't never been at work, but your mind can be settled. I've been riding down the road. Riding down the road. Need to be focused on the road, but got my mind somewhere. Holy Spirit called my mind to rest because I'm not, I'm going to run off this road up in here. Thank y'all for the five amen for that though. Thank God the Holy Spirit will cause our minds to be at rest. So in turn, you can be refreshed. Third one is to call, to show you things to come. To show you things to come. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you, lead, direct you, teach you, influence you. And to all truth, all godly truth, truth that you need to know, truth that will make you free. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell to you. He's going to announce to you. He's going to report to you and reveal to you things to come. Now, this is what you need to know about the Holy Spirit. He may not tell you everything that's about to happen, but he will prepare you. Many believers, if we to take Take heed to the Holy Spirit. We will be a lot more prepared than what we are when things arise. 
It may take, we may not know it, but our spirit man is ready for it. When you allow the Holy Spirit to minister through you, you are ready. They may, they may catch your natural man off guard, but they won't catch the Holy Spirit off guard. Oh, they might catch your natural man and surprise him, but the Holy Spirit is ready for when you get ready to go. Ooh, I like that about God. See, if you're not careful, people will cause you to be angry and act out of anger and fear and being upset. But God said, uh-uh, I'm ready for it. And when you allow the Holy Spirit to prepare your spirit, man, you're ready for it. Therefore, you ain't afraid of the terror by night because you're ready for what the Holy Spirit has. Let me tell you something. I've heard bumps in the night, and my first reaction was, whoa, who in the house? But the Holy Spirit was like, calm down. I got you. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you got me then. And so once I, 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 I can just go on back to sleep. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is preparing me for what was or what is to come. Let me tell you something. They could do something at your job tomorrow, but the Holy Spirit got your spirit, man, ready. They could, your family could call you after we leave this sanctuary today, but the Holy Spirit will get your spirit, man, ready for what's about to happen. It may shock you naturally, but your spirit, man, will be ready for it. And when you calm down, you're like, all right, y'all, let's pray. That's not the reaction I was looking for, because some people want you to get, you know, woo, with them. But you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because why? He's going to prepare you for what's to come. And I need that. I mean, no, we need the Holy Spirit to prepare you for what's to come. I mean, you know, I mean, if it got a bill and it shocked you for a moment, but then you remember God supplied the need every according to the riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what he does for y'all. That's what he does for all of us. He knows the bill coming. I mean, well, you ain't live long enough until you took your car to get an oil change. And for, for, for $30 and, and end up costing you 200 and some. I'm sorry. I, I, can I get, can I get some uh, real folks in the sanctuary? $30 oil bill turned into four or $500. And if you ain't careful, you'll be like, whoa, what finna do it here? The devil is a lot and start trying to throw oil all around the mechanic shop. They didn't take your car up. Hey, this stuff needs fixing. But you be like, hey, you get that bill, you shot your natural man, but your spirit man, hey, I was ready for this. I knew this was about to happen. Everybody see how the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit every day. Everybody see how we need the Holy Spirit every day. And it good to know you ain't got to say, well, where you at Holy Spirit? Because it's ready. Ready. Oh, my God. Uh, number four. One was done. Hold on just a few more minutes. Acts 1 and 8, to have power to witness. Number four, to have power to witness. But you shall receive power. Notice what the power is. Ability, abundance, meaning, strength. And I like the definition, know-how. You don't know how to do what? Well, it says when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. You're going to know how to be a witness, how to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You're going to be one who's going to be provide the evidence or proof of their faith to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Or we like to say it today in Biloruca, in Temple, in Noonan, in 
Dallas and Hiram and in Douglas County and Paulden County and Harrelson County and Bremen and wherever you may go, you're going to be a witness to the power of God. See, the Holy Spirit will give us the strength, not only that, the ability along with the necessary skills to be a witness to the saving power of Jesus. And as we share Jesus with others, the Holy Spirit will give us the right words to say, the proper timing to do it, and the proper testimony to give to individuals. He's going to share with you how to be a good witness. Now, let me say the key to being a good witness. Let me give you the, one of the first things you got to do to be a good witness. You got to witness. Is that too deep for y'all? Is that too, do I need to hide and shine that with some of y'all deep folks in him? You got to tell somebody about Jesus. It don't work until you open your mouth and share Jesus. I know you're thinking about it. I know you're afraid you might say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. But let the Holy Spirit guide and lead you. He'll show you what to say. In fact, you'll be giving testimony. you think that testimony whack. But God will say, that's the testimony I want you to give. Sometimes you don't even give it. Give it you know, it, it sounds good in your head. But sometimes it don't come out as good as what it, it sounds in your head. Still, share Jesus with people. Share Jesus with people. And watch your life change for the better. And why still life change for the better. And, and always remember this. One planet, one water, but it's God that gives the increase. It may not be your testimony that brings them into the kingdom of God. They may not even come to this church, but they might get saved and go to another church. But one day, somebody going to walk through the door, not because of that testimony, but because the power of God is going to show up and show out in somebody else's life. And they'll say, hey, I come here because of what I heard you did and what happened in somebody else's life. God can use you to be a witness to somebody. God can use you to be a witness. Yeah, Pastor, I'm not the best Christian in the world. We're all working out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. You never know how God can use you. Let me say that to this side right quick. You never know how God can use you. Hallelujah. You? Yes, you. Now, I want you to just do me a favor. Don't look, don't look too hard on them, but just kind of glance at them and say, God can use you. God can use you. God can use you. Yeah, he can use you. He can use you. He can use you. My last one. I want to bring to your attention is to resurrect us as is coming. To resurrect us as is coming. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead knows this, this spirit, the Holy Spirit in us, calls Jesus to rise and to be awakened from the dead, dwells. I like this word, dwells. Remains in you. My favorite definition is living you. Living you, existing you, and abiding you, he who raised Christ from the dead also will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. This is a problem that some believers have. They believe that God has the Holy Spirit in their life just so they can raise them from the dead once their time comes. But watch this. The Holy Spirit wants to live in you 
So in turn, he can manifest himself mightily in your life. God is not sitting around. Let me just sit inside of Dobbs until he get ready to be raised up from the dead. He, let me let me let me let me just sit here. I'm gonna, I ain't gonna do nothing. I'm gonna sit here. Man, y'all think the Holy Spirit live like that, move like that? No. Holy Spirit get inside of you, and he wants to live. He wants to move. He wants to talk. He wants to witness. He wants to give you power over the devil. He wants to cause you to learn scripture. He wants to teach you how to pray. Holy Spirit wants to live in you. In him we live and move and have our being. The Holy Spirit wants to live in you. Living you in your job, living you in your parenting, living you in the school, living you in your relationships. He wants to live in you. He wants to live in you in such a way that one day when he get ready to take you home, you're like, whoa, is it already time to go on? Because you're so busy fulfilling the will of God, so busy fulfilling the purpose, so busy fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. that we get ready to take you, you're like, whoa. Or you be like Paul. Hey, I finished my race. I, I did what I called to do. Notice what Paul was. Paul was busy living and living. What do you mean? He was living, fulfilling the purpose of God for his life, and then he was ready to be offered up. And I believe that God wants that for every believer in this sanctuary. Just don't have the Holy Spirit in your life. All right, y'all. Whenever the Holy Spirit is ready, take me up. I'm not going to do nothing he tell me to do. I'm not going to say anything he tell me to say. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, but the Holy Spirit wants to live in you and live in you. And the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act. The purpose as well as the benefits of the Holy Spirit. And as he, the Lord continues to manifest or display or make apparent his spirit in us, we're better able to see our divine purpose and appreciate the power he gives us to fulfill that purpose. The Holy Spirit is the power source that dwells in us, gives us strength, ability, meaning, and wisdom. So as the Holy Spirit lives in us, it dwells in us, it's going to help us to think, to talk, and to act more like Jesus. It's going to help us fulfill our purpose. And then one day, when he's ready for us, it's going to raise us up that day. And we're going to be with Jesus forever. Be with Jesus forever. I'm done. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.